I've had a lot of artists coming to me asking me what I think the new music economy is going to look like after all the dust settles, after people can start going out and doing things again, what lasting impact is this going to have on the music industry and musicians? So I wanted to do a short series on that, and it's going to be called Embracing the New Music Economy. Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast with Bree Noble. Bree is a musician, entrepreneur, speaker, and founder of Women of Substance Music Radio and Podcast. Bree's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Bree is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business, and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. Hey, this is Bree Noble, and I want to thank you for tuning in to the Female Entrepreneur Musician, where we talk about making great music, connecting with your audience, and growing your business. And as I said, this is our new series, The New Music Economy. And I've had a lot of people reaching out to me in Facebook DMs and Instagram DMs and asking me questions in my groups about what I think the music economy is going to look like after all of this is over. And, you know, I don't know, I don't have a crystal ball, but I do feel like there are things that are going to have a lasting effect on the way we do business as musicians and also are going to bring some things to the surface that maybe people have been pushing away or not wanting to acknowledge and just going about their business as they always have. And now they can't really bury their head in the sand anymore. So I'll talk about that on this episode. It's called planting trees or plant your trees because of that old saying, you know, the best time to plant a tree was 100 years ago. The next best time is today. So there may be things that you're wishing right now. Gosh, I really wish that I had taken advantage of this a while back, I'd be in a different place, or I wish I had listened to this person or that person that told me to do this in my music business. Uh, Maybe you're saying, I wish I had listened to Brie when she said X, Y, or Z. But that's all water under the bridge now. Now we need to move forward knowing that this economy is going to be different and that there are things you can do right now to start planting those trees so you can be well prepared. But before we get into that, I want to invite you to my free class. If you haven't been to it yet, it is called How to Attract Your 1000 True Fans Without Wasting Valuable Time and Money on the Wrong Marketing Tactics. So uh, if you haven't check that out. You can check that out at musiciansprofitpath.com. It goes over my Musicians Profit Path five-stage blueprint for growing your music career. And once you've watched the class, I'd love to hear what aha moments you got and what action steps you're going to take. Just send me an email at bree, B-R-E-E, at F-E musician.com or send me an Instagram DM. We're at women underscore in underscore music. So let's talk about tree planting. So I was thinking about this in my own career and life, and there was a major time that I planted a tree on faith, and it grew into what I have now. And it was during one of these times. It was during a time of recession. So I had started Women of Substance Radio as an online radio station as like this hobby. 
back in 2007. But in 2008, um, you know what happened with the economy in the U.S. especially. But we, I was working for um, the opera company that I had worked for before as the director of finance. I was still working for them part-time. I was a touring musician. And so I had this part-time job to kind of prop me up with the opera. And around end of 2008, I got the word that the opera company was not going to make it. And so since I had a part-time job and I worked in the accounting department, I ended up being one of the last people to be working. So I had a little bit of notice knowing that I was going to be helping shut down the company for the next few months. But this was a time where I decided to plant a tree because I said, how am I going to make up this income that I'm missing? What am I gonna do with this extra eight hours a week that I'm using toward this job that is going to further my career? And at that point, I decided that Women of Substance was going so well that, and it just really had showed a lot of signs of growth that I thought it was time to move it into being a professional station, and that meant switching platforms, up-leveling our, our branding and what we were doing, um, where we were showing up, how people could listen to us, and then being able to sell commercials. And I had to make a little investment at that point in order to do that, not knowing for sure if I would be able to recoup that, if people would jump on board and become sponsors. And as you know, they in fact did, and we ended up becoming you know and even we moved to an even bigger platform later and then we ended up becoming a podcast and now we're on our episode number like 1080 so it definitely was a tree that i planted during a time where i had to plant those seeds in faith not knowing if they were going to sprout into something and really grow but it was one of those transition points where I needed to make this decision. And I felt feel like that is where we are right now. And there are ways that we can really plant some trees and we don't know how they're going to grow yet. We don't know. I didn't know for sure that number one, that was really going to grow. And number two, I was going to love working on it. Like maybe I planted that tree and then I was just like, Eh, this tree isn't really producing the kind of fruit that I like. Um, and so I don't want to continue growing this tree. That's why you need to plant a few trees. And so at that point, I had a few trees planted, right? I had my, my musician career, and then I planted the, the radio station career. And ended up that later on, as my kids got older, I needed to to take a break from the musician part, especially the touring part, but I had already planted this other tree. So I was so glad. And that's why I talk so much about streams of income. And you can think of different streams of income that you start as trees that you're planting. You're putting something in the ground and hoping it will grow, but knowing that if you don't put something in the ground, it will never grow. So you have to really make a commitment to seeing whether that's a direction that you want to go. So I'm gonna make a few suggestions about this time, about ways that you can plant some trees for yourself to see where they lead, to see if they flourish and if they're the kind of thing that you really want to work on growing. So I've gotten some, few, some emails lately 
of people talking about, you know, regret that they have, like wishing that they would have focused on something and now it's super important and now they don't know how to do it. One of those things is building their email list. Because now that we don't have live gigs to perform at, if you're somebody that really relies on live gigs for money, um, for moving your career forward, and all of a sudden that doesn't exist, but you haven't built your email list, you have no way to stay in touch with your fans. If you're used to just you know going back to the same location every year and seeing those fans and having them buy from you and all that stuff, um, that's great. But because you haven't collected their information, you have no way to be in, t- in touch with them now if you're not getting in front of them in person. And so I want to encourage you, if you've not started an email list, this is the time to start because we are going to need to stay in touch with people more online. And I really think, you know, there was this time period where people are like, oh, email is dead and nobody's reading their email anymore. I think people are going to go back to reading email even more now because right now it's kind of their lifeline. I mean, we've, uh, my daughter's friend tried to send her something for her birthday and it still hasn't gotten here. Um, actually, I think it was the other way around. My daughter was sending her friend something and it still hasn't gotten to her. And we found out that it's because they had to shut the post office down in their area because someone at that post office got COVID-19. So mail, regular mail is not even reliable anymore. So people are looking to digital sources as a way to find out information, to get reliable information, to make sure that they get stay connected with people. Um, if you know they're attending a lot of online meetings these days and how do they get the invitations in their email. So I think email is going to be bigger than ever now, believe it or not. It's almost feel like we've come full circle. So this is the time to really start your email list. So if you haven't started your email list yet and you don't have a website, I highly recommend that you go try Banzoogle. Um, We have a promo code because we love Banzoogle and we're partners with them. So you can go to Banzoogle, B-A-N-D-Z-O-O-G-L-E.com and you can use promo code WOS15 and get a free trial, try it out and um, you can get 15% off if you decide to go with them. But the reason I'm mentioning this is because they have the ability to send emails and to create an email list through Banzoogle. So that's a really good option. Um, Secondly, uh, my favorite email platform is ConvertKit, and that's what I use. So if you're looking for something a little more robust, if you want to be able to send, you know, automated welcome emails and be able to tag different kinds of people, say you're doing a crowdfunder and you want to tag all the people that donated and um, tag people that click on certain links and things, you can't do that with Banzoogle. Um, It's because their focus is websites. So they give you the email list option and that's awesome. But if you really want to focus on your email list, I recommend ConvertKit and you can grab a free trial of ConvertKit by going to F as in female, E as an entrepreneur, musician.com slash ConvertKit. So those are some options to get you started on email. This is something that I really focus on in my academy because a lot of musicians 
have not built their email list over the years and they're really regretting it now. Um, as they were in front of people at live events, they had that opportunity to get people on their email list and really connect with them, but they didn't do it. And so now they can't talk to their fans. So I recommend you start your email list right away and you start reaching out to people on social media, even in direct message, and just ask them if it's okay that you put them on your email list and that you're just going to let them know when things are happening in your music career. Because people that really like your music, that care about you, want to stay in touch, want to know what's happening. So I have a whole framework inside my academy of how to get your first 100 subscribers and all that. Um, but, you know, really, you just you just do it one-on-one. It's just like you do at shows. You know, you ask people directly. So that's email list. That is a tree I think you all need to be planting. If you haven't been haven't planted it already, if you have, then start watering that tree right now. Start getting more people onto your email list by just going out on social media and and live streaming and and things like that where you can invite them to be part of your email list and offer some exclusive things for your email list people. Okay, so the next tree that you need to plant is social media. And I know most of you are on social media, but have you really committed to it? And I don't want you to think that you have to be on every channel. Pick a channel that you love, that you like to hang out on, that your audience is on, and really commit to it. Create a strategy around it. Don't just, you know, go on there and and post something once a week on your page and think that that's a strategy. Have an actual strategy around you know, getting people to engage, asking interesting questions, posting um, cool, cool resources and doing some live streaming. That's another tree that we've been helping our academy members plant this last week. We ran a live streaming challenge because a lot of people, they've been like, I want to live stream. It sounds cool, but I don't really know how all the nuts and bolts work. I'm afraid to do it. I need someone to kick me in the butt, that kind of thing. And so that is why we did the live streaming challenge. So if you haven't started doing any kind of live streaming, this is the time to start. And I know you've probably heard this message a million times during this time. You know, my friend Rick Barker, he is a huge champion of live streaming and he is, you know, really good at explaining how it all works and he's out there doing it. So he's a great example of someone to watch who's doing a really good job with social media um, and gives great advice. But, you know, what we did in, inside of our academy is that we just, as musicians, we just supported each other and encouraged each other in, in doing it and using it with specific calls to action to get people to do something, whether it's to donate, whether it's to follow on Spotify, whether it is to get their email um, on your list, or um, maybe you have enough fans already that you can invite them to a private concert. These are things that you can be doing and we're going to be doing later on. This is not gonna go away. This has already been something that was part of the music economy, but now it is really coming front and center and our fans are getting a lot more accustomed to how to how to do this stuff because they've had to be they've in order to keep up with what's happening 
in order to feel like they can be a part of things, they've had to learn how to use this technology, whether it's how to be on Facebook Live, um, how to comment, how to how to learn how to use Zoom. You know, so many people that never use Zoom before are using it now. And so you can do Zoom concerts and that's going to be part of the new economy. So if you haven't tried something around live streaming yet, you need to do that. And we might be having something coming up that will help you with that. So I'll keep you posted. But it was so amazing in the Academy to see people that I truthfully, a few people in there, I wasn't sure that they were ever going to be able to do it. And they did. Like they got over their fear. They got over their, their fear of technology. That's a big one. And they went live and they were just so thankful that they got over this hurdle that they've been building up in their mind. And if that's you, you can do it. I promise you. I went live for 18 months um, doing a live show once a week and it made a huge difference in number one, my getting used to going live because, <laughs> you know, if you do it every week, you you come across all kinds of things that happen, right? And you just get used to it. You don't become flustered. And also it got my my fans and my um, followers accustomed to it and used to it and they would show up and they would ask questions and they would be engaged and it's so fun and worth it to do it when you get people that are talking back to you and you don't feel like you're just talking to a wall Um, but that takes a little bit of time it takes some training and so that's nurturing that tree and watering it and watching it grow but you can't do that until you plant the tree and you do your first live stream. So go out and do it right now. Another tree I want to encourage you to plant, if you think that this is something that would really interest you in the future, is planting a home studio. This is something that is so simple and inexpensive nowadays. All you need is a mic and an interface, something like a Focusrite, which is what I have. And that's really all you need. Now that is what you need for vocals and like simple instrumentals. You can go more complicated than that if you want to, but just having that simple setup, which is really only, I mean, five, $600, you know, it's not that expensive. And the things that you can do with that. And I'm going to bring on, um, on the podcast in a few weeks, my friends from air gigs, and that's a place where you can go and you can do some different, um, you know, whether it's demo vocals or backup vocals, maybe you play lead guitar parts or, um, keyboard parts, or, you know, there's so many different possibilities that they offer at air gigs. And all you need is a simple home studio to do that. And I've been doing that for years now. And not only do I absolutely love being able to be part of these projects where I contribute the vocals, but it brings in some side income. So, and and there are so many other ways you could use a home studio. You know, maybe you want to start composing for licensing. 
But if every time you compose a song, you have to think about the expense of going into a studio and recording it, that's really a big barrier to getting into licensing. So you really want to have a way to do that from home. Maybe you want to, you know, record your next album from home. And if you got just you know, good enough equipment, you can have other people do the mixing and and mastering for you. And you just do the recording from home and you could really do that very cost effectively. So it's something that will grow out a lot of different branches to continue the tree metaphor. Later on, you can grow many branches out of that trunk of the home studio. Um, And this is really a great time for you to get the equipment you need and learn how to use it because you probably have a little extra time if you're not doing as many gigs. Um, There's things like voiceover. You know, there's so many cool things that you can do with home studio equipment. You could start learning mixing and you could do that for other people. You could eventually, as we're allowed to get out of the house, you could bring other local artists in and have them record with your equipment. You know, there's so many cool opportunities with that. But you have to develop the base skills and you have to have the base equipment to do it. So this could be the time for you to plant that tree and see all of the opportunities that come down the way. Because I think there's only going to be more and more opportunities of doing things digitally like this. And then the final tree that I want you to think about planting, if this is something that interests you, is teaching something. Whether it's teaching one-on-one and that can be done in person or online. Obviously right now there's a lot of online teaching happening and I'm actually going to bring in my friend Tiffany who has managed to move all of her local students online and hasn't skipped a beat. Her income has not dropped one bit during this coronavirus scare because of the fact that she was able to onboard everybody to do it all digitally. And so, you know, if you haven't started teaching anything yet, this could be the time for you to explore that. And whether you want to figure out something that you can teach in a digital course format, or you just want to start teaching people one-on-one, that can totally be done now. It doesn't have to be about in-person anymore. And I think that's going to be a lot more acceptable going forward. And it's not going to matter that you don't have a local teacher. It's going to be totally common for people to learn from people across the country because people are just becoming more accustomed to that. So I want you to spend this time really thinking on this. What do you want to teach? What could you teach? What do people ask you all the time? What do you feel is your secret sauce, your special talent? And then how would you teach it? It doesn't have to be complicated. You could get a few friends together on Zoom and teach them something. You could create a few quick lessons, maybe lessons that you know you already teach to local students and just put those up on something like Dropbox and get people's emails that purchase maybe through PayPal, something super simple, Square, Venmo, something like that. It doesn't have to be, you know, the whole complicated process like I set up when I first started teaching. It did, I didn't have to make it that complicated. 
I just didn't know that. And so I want people to get over that feeling of needing it to be a big, perfect thing. I want you to start out small. Just start out with people that have maybe reached out to you and asked questions and bring them on as students. Give them a really good price. Get a lot of feedback from them. Figure out if this is something you're really good at teaching. That's how you start planting the tree. That's how I started my academy. I started with 18 students and I said, okay, what do you want to learn? I did surveys. I started building. I helped them with the things that they were struggling with. And that's how I built the academy to what it is today. But I couldn't have started it if I had started out with this concept of what it is now, thinking, how am I possibly going to get there? That's way too hard, way too complicated. I had to start simple. And so I want you to make a plan on how you're going to start simple so you can start growing that tree. Okay, so I've given you a lot to think about, a lot of trees that you can plant, and I want you to commit to planting at least one or two of these trees during this time. So we talked about email, social media, live streaming, and then we talked about home studio, and we talked about teaching. So I'd love to know from you, what tree are you going to work on planting during this time? Or if you've planted a lot of these trees already, which ones are you going to work on fertilizing and watering and helping it grow specifically during this time? Send me a message, Bree, B-R-E-E, at F as in female, E as in entrepreneur, musician.com, or DM me on Instagram, women underscore in underscore music. And I'll see you on our next episode of our new series, Embracing the New Music Economy. Now go out and make great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business. Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com and music by Stella Ronson.